I'm Jack, your host, and this is the Right in the Fields podcast. Whether you're a guy trying to figure out your feels in this crazy, crazy world, or you're a woman trying to solve the puzzle of why men think the way they do, well, this show is for you. Right in the Fields is back. This is the season premiere, the debut, as my guest put it. And I have a very, very special guest, a returning guest. I call this the sequel because I didn't think she would be back this soon. But Ashley Matsunami is gracing me with her presence, gracing us with her presence. Thank you so much for being on the podcast again, Ashley. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Are you very, 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 very excited to have me here? I am very, 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 very. I have to add a lot of varies now because I have to one-up the last episode we recorded. I know we joked about doing this for the next 90 million years. Can you imagine how many varies that's going to be by season 90 million, fajillion, fajillion? I'm going to have to prepare for that. Very, 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 very. That'll be the whole season. It's just you saying very. It's like ta- yeah. It'll probably be the episode that does the best. Oh, gosh. But for those that have not listened to the episode with Ashley. I believe it's episode 15. I have it written down here. Well, the episode title was Why Are Men So Difficult? And we talked about they're not that difficult, but, you know, they're just men in in Ashley's life. It was just a good little title that we had. You know what? (laughs) The reality is men are difficult. I still don't know why, Jack. I still don't know why. (laughs) Did did that help you at all, though? (laughs) I mean, no, it definitely did. I talked to my dad specifically Mm. after the episode and he also learned a lot from the episode too and he texted me saying like yeah you have a really great point I think I Mm. left out a lot of those 20 steps of communication Mm. that you need to understand why your brain is saying point a and your mouth is saying point z Mm. so that's been a big one but yeah it was really good to sum it up basically we talked about how men in your life and just men in general, mm-hmm. they skip the steps. They're the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. which is why men can be quote unquote difficult. You know, I'm not trying to call all men out, but that's just the reality. Sometimes we do skip a bunch of steps. We want to get straight from point A to point B, but that's not how things work. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things when it comes to emotions and feelings and stuff like that. It's not A to B. There's It's zigzagged. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that Papa Matsunami really enjoyed that. I was actually really nervous because, <laughs> you know, everyone loves Papa Matsunami. I don't want to anger the boss. Well, he's going to listen to this one too, so <laughs> you better watch yourself. All right, I'll make sure to do him <laughs> justice. <laughs> Hi, Dad. All right, so for this episode, we're going to tread some thin thin water again, thin ice. <laughs> some thin ice. But you know what? This is right in the fields, and we have to get right at the heart of the fields. So for this episode, we're actually going to talk about cohabitation. Cohabitating. Yes, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> a big development happened in your life recently, and it's usually a big development for most people because you moved in with your boyfriend. I did, and the bigger mm. accomplishment is that we're both still alive and together. Mm. So We're, we're going to talk all about that, <laughs> how you guys managed to be alive. That's the Ooh. whole... It's a, survi- <laughs> it's a survival guide now to living yeah. with your significant other. We're I renaming should, this. I, I should title it Survival's Guide to Living with Your Significant Other. <gasps> I like it. Do Boom. it. Done. Right. Done. Let's start from the beginning, all right? Usually... And I'll, I'll give a little bit tidbit of how I moved in with Christine. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a story within itself. But <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of couples moving in with each other, it's not always planned. Sometimes it's a weird road that you get to there. For you, how did that happen with Billy? So with Billy, it was a practical mm. decision 
because he had been looking for a new job. I think he kind of learned all that he could in mm-hmm. his old job, and he was looking for a new opportunity. But unfortunately, there weren't a lot of opportunities in Southern California. So mm-hmm. he started looking out of state mm-hmm. and out of the region of LA area, which was really mm-hmm. scary. And he found a job up in Reno. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So he was kind of in between taking a job in Reno and taking a job in SoCal. And I could kind of tell he didn't want to do the SoCal one, but he was telling mm-hmm. me that the biggest drawback to taking the Reno job is that we would have to do the long distance. Yeah. That's right. Which, rough. I mean, we were 35 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. without traffic and that already mm-hmm. kind of felt like long distance <laughs> dude that's a total la thing to say we're 35 minutes apart it's practically long without distance without traffic and there will always <laughs> be traffic true. that's so true <laughs> yeah so i was in a really fortunate position where i was mm-hmm. working from home and i still am so on my end i thought about it and you know he really wants this job opportunity, I can tell I feel like he hadn't been growing professionally. And I think that Mm. was sort of translating in our relationship. Because you go to work, you do the same thing nine to five every day, you don't really Mm. feel fulfilled. It's kind of hard not to take that home with you. So I was just excited to see him enjoying what he does again. Mm -hmm. So for me, if that sacrifice is either long distance, or we I'll move to Reno with you for as Mm -hmm. long as I can until I'm needed back in the office. And that's what we ended up doing. So Mm. I put all of my stuff in storage. We drove a U-Haul up to Reno and here we are, I think three months later. Yeah. yeah, Has it been only three months? I feel like it's been way longer. It feels like a lifetime. (laughs) Tell you that. (laughs) I mean, just the, we, Christy and I actually helped you with some of the moving. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So Uh, you have a firsthand experience about how that move went exactly. (laughs) Just moving your stuff to storage and then sending you guys off. I was like, this is stressful. (laughs) Moving your whole life to a whole new place. That, in addition to when I moved, I had no idea how long I'd be gone. So when I was leaving, I thought, okay, maybe I'll be in Reno for one to three months maximum. Mm. And now returning to work plans have changed. I'll be here longer. Mm. I didn't pack winter clothes. It (laughs) snows here. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like trying to pack up your whole entire life into just a car Mm. for who knows how long was also stressful luckily you don't have that oh you you have you don't have that much stuff jack you, you st- moved my things actually, don't true. lie to me actually you're right you're <laughs> right I, I realized that when i was just post-college and i was moving back down to socal because I started dating christine and i quit my job i was kind of like where billy was i needed something new mm-hmm. i packed all my stuff in one car that's so, respect. I put you to shame. <laughs> you had a whole storage and you made us help you move. Just kidding. Just kidding. We wanted and, to Yeah. <laughs> insert picture of us eating in a U-Haul here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I should post that picture as the episode title. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> and also like with the COVID, you weren't sure how long you were going to be mm-hmm. in Reno. Well, also, funnily enough, okay, for the listeners, Jack and Christine also had to help me move because mm. Billy got injured and could not help oh me move. My so gosh, that right. was that was another layer of stress in its entirety. Mm. So he couldn't bend his knee, mm. which to lift things, yeah, you need to do that. You you need to do that. Yes. Bump bump. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I called you and Christine 
maybe two days before mm-hmm. I had to move because I had a U-Haul scheduled and everything. It was mm-hmm. so hard to book a U-Haul Dude. because everyone was moving out of mm-hmm. California. So I kind of, I had to stick to my dates and I felt so bad asking you guys for that help, but you saved my life like you no. do time and time again. <laughs> nah, you don't have to feel bad. We're definitely glad to help. And the the truth is, Billy ended up helping a lot. <laughs> like with- he- did he literally had surprised. his knee in like a a figurative splint he had to keep it was it like a brace thing yeah that kept he was it just straight. he was just literally limping around and he was carrying heavy things with me i was like you know what kudos but don't hurt your knee <laughs> genuinely stressed and terrified for mm. his knee because he had stitches and i was afraid they were gonna break or something but mm. the four of us got it done you guys yeah. are my heroes i adore you so much and i owe you my life <laughs> so so as you were preparing to remove and going through all that stress, for you personally, what conversations did you and Billy have before even making this big decision? Was there any big discussion of like, okay, we're going to move in together and have to think about all these things? Or was it just, let's just do this? <laughs> I think the biggest discussion was, will you take the job or no? Because mm-hmm. I think once he decided to say yes to the opportunity, that meant that I was coming with him. Mm-hmm. So then that sounds kind of backwards now that I say it out loud, but the second part was kind of just a given. Mm. And then once that decision was made to do it, then it was just full steam ahead of, okay, well now I needed to let my previous roommate know what was happening. Then we had to give our 30 days notice, get to packing. And then it was just a whirlwind of Mm. just get it done. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the more logistical, right? But Mm -hmm. I think that just goes to show the place that you are in your relationship. It was just kind of a natural progression for you guys to make that decision because it wasn't, oh my God, this is a big thing because you had spent so much quality time together already. I think so, yeah, especially through the pandemic because I was Mm -hmm. working from home. I've been working from home since March of 2020. Mm -hmm. So we've been together all the time ever Mm -hmm. since. So it kind of felt like we already were living together. So really what is changing yeah, yeah for the most part that's what i thought and the answer is <laughs> a lot is changing <laughs> <laughs> well i actually think that's a good point because of covid and the pandemic and a lot of people had to work remotely you know, of course the the ones that are lucky of course right some mm-hmm. people you know essential workers or people that have to go to the job but for a lot of people if you can work remotely you're spending a lot of time with your significant other and mm-hmm. that helps that honestly helps bridge the gap <laughs> like not having that it's like a whole new frontier You're like oh shoot now we're gonna have to spend all day together which we're not <laughs> used to yeah and we definitely drove each other crazy which i kind of thought about it a little but when mm-hmm. we were living apart during the pandemic i would go home and spend some time by myself for a couple of days mm-hmm. because i think we both needed that time apart to kind Mm -hmm. of miss the other person so when we decided to move together or move in together i don't know why but it dawned on me on the drive up that we can't do that anymore (laughs) (laughs) dude welcome to a whole new world your relationship is gonna change (laughs) and we're in the moving van so i guess it is what it is fingers crossed we don't hate each other it'll be great (laughs) (laughs) well let me ask you this what did you think of billy you know, just knowing your personality since you guys have been together for a while, like you guys mm-hmm. might struggle with just before actually moving in together. I think going into this, I saw this as, okay, this is going to be a make or break opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of see, you know, like if we 
were to get married and spend the rest of our lives mm. together, this is what this is going to look like. So as scary as it is of if we do this, this might not work out. Yeah. But I feel like we're at that point in our relationship where we kind of needed to know that. Yes. And going into it, the thing that I was most concerned about is when we get into arguments, mm. Billy needs space mm -hmm. and he needs time. Mm -hmm. to process i am the exact opposite mm -hmm. i process in five seconds and i want to talk <laughs> about it now and i'm a fixer and i want to fix it now mm -hmm. so i think knowing that about him and knowing that about myself was kind of concerning because there's mm -hmm. the most space you can get is i'll hang out in the bedroom you hang out in the living room vice versa <laughs> so i think going into it i knew that we were going to need a lot of communication and a lot of compromise mm -hmm. and Luckily, we started kind of getting the hang of it maybe about a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. So this whole moving in together was just a real test of that and how good are we at it? How far have we come? And so far, we've proven we have farther to go, but we've made such big strides in the mm. time since we've been living together, which has been really great. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think moving in with somebody, your significant other, obviously, mm -hmm. is, is a really big test in how you can actually cohabitate and really exist together not just in spurts right oh i get to see you on the weekend and we can have so much fun that's what mm -hmm. long distance is long distance you have that time apart and then when you see each other it's just a high mm -hmm. but when you live together it's it has to be even mm -hmm. <laughs> you still have your highs you have your lows but in general you have to have an even calmness to the relationship otherwise it's gonna be hard mm -hmm. yeah. because you can't handle a roller coaster every day but mm -hmm. you can handle a roller coaster on the weekend. That's why people party on the weekend and then it work <laughs> on the weekdays. But yeah, like I totally agree. I think a lot of people when they think about what's the big next step, it's moving in with your boyfriend or girlfriend. And I actually think modern dating, this is my opinion. I know depending on your background, it might be different or the, the place you are in a relationship. I do think moving in with somebody before they, you get married is actually a plus just because it's a lot of pressure to go from, okay, I never lived with this person. We're married now. We have to do all this really quick. And there's a lot of pressure. And that's why I feel like a lot of people feel, even though, yes, you are married forever, but there's still a lot of that pressure of, okay, now what do we do? How do we figure out all these things? So doing that step a little bit before, mm -hmm. it makes a world of sense. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is I used to be one of those people that thought, well, you know, by the time you get married, you should know your significant other well mm. enough to know that this is what I want to commit the rest of my life to. Yes. So when you move in together, what's different? Yeah. And then Billy and I moved in together and there were definite times where I thought, can we do this for the rest mm -hmm. of our lives? I don't know. And I was so glad that we lived together first to kind mm -hmm. of figure that answer out before the big commitment. Yeah. And I will say it's always getting more data points for you to understand your partner. Mm -hmm. And that just comes with more experience, more situations. Living together is just another situation where you have to problem solve, where you have to figure out or just get to know this other person more deeply mm -hmm. because you don't know someone deeply until you really see them every day handle their stresses in life every day yeah. like every moment whether it's like a phone call they get from their mom or dad they have an argument or their brother and sister or they come back stressed from work you can't hide away from that but let, let's let's slow down a little bit i do want to ask this next question before we get into the argument segment of it <laughs> is i the asked and bone. i asked you what a billy might uh -huh. be tough to adjust to. Let's flip that question. What did you think 
You what? What kind of headache could you cause, Billy? Let's put it that way. We can call How you out. How much time do you have, Jack? And let me grab him. No. Um, okay. You know what? We need the we need Billy on this next time. <laughs> I'll do a I separate mean, episode with him. How about that? Jack, you said that last time, and it still hasn't happened. Yeah, I know. Well, I would pay he, money for that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, he's he's very squirrely, so it's hard to get him down. But I, I'm I'm working my way to it. He's he's an onion. He has yeah, many layers, he but he's a quiet onion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I've been no. I've been slowly trying to peel back peel this it. onion. And then every time you do, you cry a little bit. Me yeah. too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Oh, this sounds like a joke, but it's a real one. One of the biggest things for him to adjust with me mm. is my hair. <laughs> he hates it like we would fight about this when i would stay at his place and vice versa i just girls shed a lot okay yeah. we can't help it if we could help it trust us we do not want to bald but it happens and i guess when you walk around it gets stuck in your toes mm-hmm. or in your socks or in literally everywhere you don't want it to be in the sh- in the shower like it's everywhere Okay, but see, and that's what drives me crazy is I feel like I go out of my way to be respectful about that because I know it drives him bonkers. So Mm -hmm. I make sure I clean the shower of all my hair after I take the showers. I vacuum once a week here so that my hair doesn't get out of control. So then when he does bring up my hair, it's kind of just like a... Because I had been trying, and mm. it feels like instead of him saying your hair is everywhere, to me it feels like criticism, like your hair is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's a thing because I grew up obviously with my sister and my mom, so I'm used to hair. You're trained. I am trained very it's well. It's normal. And Billy doesn't have sisters, so Billy's not trained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Billy has two brothers. He does. <laughs> with short but- hair. But one of them just got married this weekend. Oh, so wow. he does have a sister now. And wow. Rachel probably sheds. Well, you know Sucks what? Sucks to suck, Chris. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you guys ever had to like live with, you know, well, now you're eventually your in-laws or whatever, like then he's had to deal with two people with long hair. There you go. But you have long hair, though. You have very long, striking black <laughs> hair. And I know yeah. this so much that anytime you come over and your former roommate, Jen, you guys like shed like crazy. And it's not, Christine. Not... It's Christine's fault. She's Dude. blonde. No, no, it's her no. hair. It's her I hair. know the difference between your hair and hers. <laughs> now, I can't tell the difference between you and Jen's hair, but I can definitely tell between. Same. <laughs> Same. Is it really stupid that every time I shed my hair, I just think, I hope no one dies here because if this becomes a murder scene, I am a suspect. No, I would be a suspect you, in you, so many places, Jack. You can't Jack. hide your DNA. You cannot. <laughs> just don't murder anyone ever because you're not going to be able to clean up the <laughs> Unless you wear, like, some crazy hairnet. <laughs> okay, Billy has talked about that. He legitimately bought me a Costco-style hairnet <laughs> to wear in the apartment so that I wouldn't shed. Well, you guys are at that point in your relationship where it's fine to wear a hairnet around home. <laughs> True but comfort. Also, would you like to be attracted to me for the foreseeable future? Because if I have a hairnet, that's not going to happen. He's he's, uh, he's weighing his pros and cons now. He's like... Do I want your hair everywhere in between my toes? Or do I <laughs> want to be a little bit less attracted to you because you're in a hairnet? Hmm. <laughs> Let's think about that. Uh, all right. So hair. Hair is one big thing that was was your biggest um, worry. Now, I'm not saying your biggest worry. I think, well, that was one of his bigger worries. Mm. I don't, that's a good question. I don't know if he had more worries mm. beyond that. I'm sure he did mm, well you have to ask him on your episode to, with yeah him. we're gonna have to ask billy so there you go all right so we're, let's move to the move-in you guys been moved in together three months mm-hmm. 
And after going through all that stress with the U-Haul, driving all the way to Reno, which is a hell of a drive because it's eight what, hours. Eight hours. And I know eight you hours. I know you and Billy do not like to take stops, <laughs> which is incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not at that point where his back is killing him and like he just can't he has to stop every two hours. Oh no. So the drive up was slightly stressful because we thought, well, we'll just leave at seven or so in the morning and then we can leisurely make our way up there. We just mm-hmm. have to be there by I think it was 4.30 because that's when the office closed and we needed Mm. to get the keys. If not, we were going to be sleeping in a U-Haul in a parking lot guarding his belongings with our lives. You should shoot all these scenes for a movie because there's always like a time (laughs) limit. It's always like we got to get there at 4.30 and let's let's not account for any like delays. As a former producer, (laughs) this is the life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, former producer. You know what? You're, you're well equipped for that lifestyle, actually. <laughs> I, I still have some PTSD, so I need to plan. Um, but yeah, so we were taking our stops along the way and thinking, mm. this is going to be fine. You know, we had some sandwiches, saw a lake. It was great. And then before you know it, there's traffic. We're not going to make it there on time. We're annoyed with each other because we've been driving all day long. We're not going to make it. And it was just like the worst time ever. And we pulled up <laughs> to the leasing office, thank goodness, in time. And I was just sitting in my car and I called my mom and I was like, I don't think I can do this. I'm so stressed out. We are fighting. I'm sitting in a parking lot outside of our leasing office. There is glass on the ground. Someone's window was smashed in. Is this where I live now? Also, mind you, I had not seen the place before we moved up because he found it. And I was tired. It was a lot. You know what? It's just a lesson in crisis management, right? (laughs) I mean, if it's not, I don't know what it is. (laughs) All right, so that's a good way to start living together, right? You yeah. know what? Get the worst is over. You go through all that stress. It's all easy sailing, right? No. <laughs> all right. So once you got to the leasing office, you get to the apartment. How did you feel? Like you open the door. It was just, it was like 100 degrees out. We're moving (laughs) things from the U-Haul up and down a flight of stairs. We also had to get the U-Haul back in time. And once everything is done, we're sitting in our apartment. (laughs) Did it hit you? How did it hit you? (laughs) It kind of just hit me of like, it was a lot of stressing factors of, I think I was hangry. I was tired. Mm. I was overwhelmed. Billy and I had gotten into an argument during the move because during the move, I learned that we prioritize things very differently Mm. and we see things very differently. Mm -hmm. And the amount of time that it would take him to do something Mm -hmm. is much less than the time that I would take. Mm. So I was getting concerned because I thought he was underprepared and Mm. he was getting frustrated with me because I was overpreparing. So sitting with that argument with we just moved in and then just sitting there going, is this what it's going to be like? <laughs> this is our life. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. I don't really communicate that well and the little details. And I take mm. a little bit longer. So she's usually like, are you on this? Or have you thought about this? You know, are we accounting for these details? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Producer no. brain. Yeah, it is a very producer <laughs> brain. And it's, oh, it's very fine-tuned to all the little details. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of... What I realize is there's a lot of little details. And not just the little details, but you mm. also need to plan for contingency A, B, C, D, E in mm-hmm. case things don't work out because mm-hmm. they don't have to be okay all the time. Mm-hmm. Things can go wrong. And I can see for somebody who doesn't 
think like that, it is stressful being around somebody who does think like that. Exactly. You're constantly thinking about all the details where a lot of times I'm like, honestly, we'll just figure it out. What's the worst that can happen? And that's the very thing producers don't want to think about. What, mm-hmm. They want to think about what's the worst thing going to happen and prepare for that. Yeah, because if the worst thing happens and you're not prepared and it the response is, we'll figure it out when we mm-hmm. get there, who's going to figure it out? Yeah. yeah. Probably me. So mm-hmm. I'm being selfish. I don't want to figure it out later. Let's mm-hmm. figure it out now and, and plan I, for it now. And I think stereotypically, a lot of relationships fall into that trap where mm. the woman is trying to be as prepared as possible going through all these details but the guy's like you know what honestly like it's it's too much we'll we'll be good just Mm -hmm. (laughs) chill chill and Mm -hmm. the other person's like you say that now but when we're faced with adversity or faced with things that we didn't think of are you that chill then there's that whole thing and this is why women love and live for the moment Mm -hmm. where we get to just lovingly slap you and <laughs> I told you so oh so gratifying <laughs> well for you guys as we were going back you're you're there sitting in your in the new, your new apartment mm-hmm. after going through all this and you're thinking oh man is this it thinking about the way you communicate the way that you plan the move and it's very mm-hmm. different Billy planned things differently than you so the stress affects you differently mm-hmm. moving forward from then how was it as you really start to unpack and settle in. I think it was just a lot of seeing things in a different light for the first time. And one of the biggest things I learned about him during that whole unpacking process slash buying things for the apartment Mm. is I always knew that he was a very simple person. Minimalistic. Minimalistic. Mm -hmm. He lives very simply. But I didn't know to what extent. (laughs) (laughs) So example Mm. we have a measuring cup Mm. and i wanted to buy a full cup like a full pyrex glass measuring cup it's like it's usually like two cups right mm -hmm. measures two cups or it's a two cups yes you're right you're right it's a two cup is the normal size Mm -hmm. and he hands me this half size (laughs) it's just one cup and goes this makes more sense it'll take less space in the cabinet Mm. we don't have a lot of storage space Mm -hmm. so if you need a full size like a two cups just fill this up twice Mm. and i'm just the size difference Mm -hmm. between the two is not that drastic (laughs) it makes more sense to have a two than a one Mm -hmm. but you make a very excellent point Mm -hmm. well then (laughs) well it's it's interesting because both logics make sense there's billy's like yeah you can just fill it twice but you also have a point where we can buy something that don't have to fill it twice to think about like then that'll be waste because you already have some. I right? get I get that. You know, there, is there a right answer? It's just exactly. more like you like things differently or you maybe you're used to things differently. Like, oh, I'm used to using this two cupper and it's weird mm-hmm. for me to keep measuring another cup. Yeah. And that was the warm up mm. to the bigger argument mm. <laughs> of my rice cooker. Mm, mm. So I have one of those rice cookers where it keeps the rice warm. Mm-hmm. And I grew up always having fresh rice on the counter, as mm-hmm. I think a lot of Asian American kids mm-hmm. did. You just always have rice at the ready. It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> but for him, he comes at it from a more practical standpoint of why would you keep it on this countertop because you're wasting electricity? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just pack it up and then just microwave it if you need it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, mm-hmm. but so does fresh rice. <laughs> you know we 
We actually talked about this in person. You, you, ca- you and Billy came to we visit. We both got heated about it. Yeah, you and Billy came to visit, what, like a couple <laughs> weeks ago? I don't even know. Like, time is, like, weird to Maybe me Maybe a month. Maybe a month. You guys came to visit, and we actually talked about this in person. We were at Meat Fresh. I remember this. And yes. I, I thought about this. I am a person that takes the rice out and puts it in the fridge. It, it, it's not necessarily... Monster. I know. It's not necessarily Monster. to save electricity. <laughs> it's just what I'm used to. I'm used to just packing a rice, putting it in the fridge because I don't... You didn't have fresh rice on the countertop as a kid. Like, your mom puts it away too? I, I think so. And and this is my point. It's like, because your upbringing was different. So you were used to that. Whereas Billy's That's upbringing true. was different. So when we were talking about this in person and it was getting a little bit heated, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> And and I, I also want to put a caveat. Billy is obviously not part of this podcast, but we are yes. going to try to represent him well, okay? Yes. <laughs> but we yes, can't we represent are. him better than himself. Justice for Bills. But yeah, justice for Bills. (laughs) But to go back to it is, I just realized with you guys, it isn't necessarily even about the electricity because yes, I do think there is some logic to saving electricity. And will it be how much more money would you save? It's probably at the end of the day, negligible, right? Mm -hmm. At the grand scheme of things. But I understand every little, as a lot of people say, every penny you save is a penny you earn. And a lot of people have that mentality and it goes to everything. So when you have that mentality like Billy does, he applies it across the board. So the rice cooker being one of them. And he's not used to having the rice cooker on all the time. So it just came down to your upbringing. And a lot of times living with someone comes down to that, what you're used to. And that's habitual habits. And that's the most difficult part in merging two lives because you're like, dude, I'm so used to this. And the other person, well, I'm used to this. And what's the compromise? Sometimes yeah. the compromise is not an easy answer. Yeah. And I think also, to be fair, mm-hmm. another reason why Billy took the Reno job, it was better paying. Mm-hmm. It was a better title. So the mm-hmm. idea is we're going to be in Reno for a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move back to SoCal mm-hmm. and he'll find another job there. But at least he can kind of negotiate for a higher pay, better job mm-hmm. kind of situation. So we were really moving out here to save money and invest in our future. Mm-hmm. I think from his standpoint, we're here to save money. Why mm-hmm. are you using a rice cooker? Mm-hmm. And then again, to be fair to him, I think that when I first moved up here, I didn't realize I was doing this and I was trying really hard not to, but a part of me kind of resented him for it mm-hmm. because as much as when I told him that I'm down to move up to Reno with you, I told him that, you know, we're doing this for us. I'm yeah. not doing this for you. Mm. And that was really important to me because I have never been and never would want to be the type of person that gives up everything that I want for my partner. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want him to do that for me either because, yes, you are going to end up resenting your partner. Yeah. So there was a certain level of... I put all my things in storage. I said goodbye to all of my friends. I'm living here with you. And the least you can do is let me plug in a rice cooker. Mm, mm. And that's how those small fights kind of added up to mean more to me because it's not about a rice cooker. It's not about a measuring cup. It's about I moved here for you. The least you can do is give me this. Yeah, yeah. Man, you you bring up such a valid point. And a lot of people... do this in relationships whether it's like Mm -hmm. moving or or sacrificing something but when you make the active choice to do things not for somebody but for the team or Mm -hmm. or you make a choice you're equal in that you're 50 percent no one's Mm -hmm. forcing you to do anything 
right and i he never asked that of me Mm -hmm. so how is it fair for me to hold him accountable Mm -hmm. for my decisions yes and i like how you said it's holding at the end of the day it's not about holding someone else accountable which you should but you have to hold yourself accountable first right before you make someone else accountable Mm-hmm. because you don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, you want mm-hmm. to be able to look in the mirror and be like, all right, I hold myself to that standard, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to put that on someone else. You have a very mature way of looking at that. A lot of people don't. That's why they fall in these really bad arguments because it's more than just the argument, as you said. Like whatever mm-hmm. you're talking about, whether it's the rice cooker or um, another example, like the hair on the floor, you know? <laughs> Sometimes it's just, it's blown up. You're like, do you, you don't know how much I'm doing for you. Right. And it's like, I appreciate that, but don't put that weight onto a relationship and if you do you need to talk it through Mm -hmm. what is that weight can we discuss the weight that we're both carrying maybe they're different kind of weight but we need to understand that baggage that you're carrying Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it can get really heavy it can get really heavy yeah and we had that talk i don't remember how long in maybe a week Mm. no more than two weeks into us moving together we had that conversation because i was just feeling it you know i always quote christine this but Mm. christine always says you know like the story that i'm telling myself Mm. is and you get yourself worked up over that story that you're telling yourself and i think throughout the whole move i was telling myself that i'm moving because you want this opportunity i'm Mm. moving so that you can grow professionally i all x y and z so when it felt like he wasn't reciprocating as much as I was giving. Mm-hmm. It's not fair and I'm still doing it anyway. So we had that conversation kind of early on because I've been carrying it yeah. for so long. And another component in us arguing was also that I was going to be in Reno for a temporary amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I understand Billy's mentality where he wants to set the place up and do what he thinks he can live with when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to buy extra drawers for this or make this look really nice because we're not going to be living here forever. This isn't our forever home. Like let's invest in this stuff later. And to me, it felt, well, then this isn't my home because Mm -hmm. you're telling me that I'm not going to be here very long. But I also understand that mentality of not wanting to go beyond our means because who knows how long I'll be here. So we had that conversation of me admitting that I think I was holding him accountable for more things than he was responsible for. Mm. And also figuring out the balance between, we don't know how long I'm going to be here, but how can we make this feel like a home and also make me feel like I have a voice in this home because Mm. it is my home too. I'm not just staying with you until I have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's really important to figure all the little details of that out. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you even though, yes, you and Billy moved there because you had an opportunity, but you guys are creating a whole new environment, whole new home together. Yes, mm-hmm. there is an overarching reason why you're there. But at the heart of it, it's you two, your lives intertwined. And you guys are making that decision together. And all these things that you're talking about, like how do we make this? Yes. We're not going to be here forever, and we don't know exactly how long, but it, yeah, it's not going to be like 10 years, right? Mm-mm. Three to f- <laughs> two, five years, whatever. It's, it's going to be short-term enough not to like buy like all the things that you would want to buy when you're in your forever home, right? Right. But you still need to feel like it's home because it's a place that you're going to spend so much time, especially you're working remotely. You're home mm-hmm. all the time, so it's not like... <laughs> <laughs> and also, I know there's not that much stuff to do at Reno. Not, not knocking Reno, it's just... When you used to living in California and 
I know you also the comparison's have, drastic. Yeah, and you have all your friends here. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have that many friends in Reno, so home is very important. So mm-hmm. making that feel like home, what's the what's the middle ground? Well, how do we make it feel like home, but without putting so much money into it? And that mm-hmm. that's a really good discussion that you had just one to two weeks into moving. Yeah, the conversation went really well, and he was really receptive to it. And the thing that's great about Billy is he's kind of quick to adjust. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the next day we we're talking about, well, what, what do I want? How do I see the living room being set up? We came to a compromise with my rice cooker. It can oh. be out for 24 hours because also scientifically, I didn't know this, but you shouldn't have rice stagnant warm for more than 24 hours. <laughs> you know what? Who knew? Bacteria grows. What, if you didn't have that argument with Billy, you probably would have been eating bacteria like for years upon years and years. Bacteria I mean, infested rice. But here's the thing, Jack. I've been doing that and did I die? You know what? Just Maybe kidding. you're building up your immune system. There's so there's always two sides of the coin. <laughs> you can spin Just it whatever kidding. way you want. But no, you guys came to a compromise. 24 hours mm-hmm. and it makes scientific sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a good talk. So when you guys were able to find that compromise, how much did it help your relationship? Both feeling like it's a win-win. Definitely because I think there was some tension. Mm. So win for him in that he understands where I'm coming from. Win for me in that you understand where I'm coming from and we can get better. So yeah, after that, it was pretty smooth sailing for a while. Mm. Well, I want to go back to this real quick. It's one of the things that I always say when someone's like, oh, what's the difference between when you live with somebody versus you live separately, but you spend a lot of time together is when you live with somebody, you have to handle all your arguments in whatever way you eventually figure is the best way. Because as you said, you are a person that wants to fix the solution quickly and Billy's more on the slower end. He wants his time. He wants his space. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, how long did it take for you guys to kind of reach that adjustment to kind of gauge What's the right amount of time? Just like the rice cooker. Right. It took time. It wasn't, you guys had the argument and you guys didn't figure it out like in a day. Definitely not. Funnily enough, so we're still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. The good thing about us is we rarely fight, but when mm-hmm. we fight, we it's, <laughs> it's not super great, but they're always important fights. It's not mm-hmm. stupid. So I think we're still working on it. We haven't fought in a while, so we probably mm-hmm. won't get to work on it for who knows how long. When we first started dating, he was the type that needed to just go Mm. And it's also just radio silence. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if I would try to call or text him, it would be hard to get a hold of him because mm-hmm. he just needed that space. Yeah. But he also <laughs> needs an unidentified amount of time, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if I'm being overbearing or what is that point in which I can start reaching out to you and stuff. And when we started having those fights, uh, sometimes he would end up just leaving and going home yeah. to cool off. And I told him that I don't, like it when you leave Mm -hmm. and i don't like it when you don't respond to what i'm saying yeah because it feels like you're ignoring me Mm -hmm. i know you can hear me Mm -hmm. so it feels extremely disrespectful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i know he doesn't not respect me but the story i'm telling myself in that moment is you don't respect me because you can't even acknowledge me So funnily enough, Bills and I were listening to Instagram Live that you and Christine did together. Yeah. Yeah, And I told you this, but it helped immensely Mm. for us to have conversations together because what I didn't realize is when you're in arguments, I think, I don't know if it's you or Christine who said this, but sometimes when you say something in an argument, it's not identifying what someone else is doing. Mm. 
it's more identifying how you feel or your insecurities or what you're projecting. So when he's not responding to me, I'm projecting you don't respect me because that's my insecurity. Yeah, yeah. And then we're arguing about two very different things. Mm -hmm. We're kind of with the tools that we have. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for providing them. (laughs) We're figuring out what that middle ground is. So he doesn't leave anymore. And of course, he can't leave anymore (laughs) because we live together. (laughs) So That's the trap. (laughs) That's the trap. But yeah, he'll try to come to me to talk to me after an argument Mm -hmm. or while we're arguing. But I think he does it because he knows that I need it, because mm-hmm. he knows I need to talk. And then when I start talking, he realizes, wow, I'm actually not ready to hear this right now yeah. and to process this right now. I actually need more time away. And then for me, it's like, then why did you talk to me? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's what I asked for. Yes. So it's small steps in that of him finding the balance of how to talk to me and also be ready to listen and me in holding myself accountable for what I ask him for Mm -hmm. and not demanding more than what I asked for. Mm -hmm. Cause that's not fair because I didn't communicate those additional expectations. Mm -hmm. There's a natural push and pull in any, Mm -hmm. in any relationship. And sometimes one person's pulling more than they're pushing or whatever. And that's the case in, in your relationship. I think it comes down to also identifying, as you said, your own insecurities, what you're projecting. And that's getting to know yourself better. That's why no relationship can reach that next level until you really begin to understand yourself. Because half the time you're projecting, half the time we're all projecting. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. We're projecting. It's our insecurities, our thoughts. Everything's coming up. If we're not aware of it, then we're never going to understand what the true answer is, what we want from somebody mm. else, what they're able to provide. Because if we're constantly projecting insecurity to help massage that in ourselves, no one's ever going to fulfill that. They might help mm. you. Like if you, if mm-hmm. you feel like you're ugly, you're, ob- you're always going to project like, tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me I'm beautiful. Right. But you're never going to believe it. You're never going to believe it. They can tell you a hundred times and each yeah. time it'll feel good. But at mm-hmm. the core, you have mm-hmm. to feel that for yourself. And the same goes for in a relationship you're talking about. It's like, all the insecurities or all the things that you guys want to work on. The great thing about a relationship is it hyper-focuses those things really quickly because you can't hide. You can't hide from somebody who sees you every day, who talks to you every day, who gets to know you really well, all your little mannerisms. And sometimes that's the annoying part. It's like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're going to do next. (laughs) But the truth is when someone's around you all the time, they're very observant. And the, the real reality is when someone's become very observant of you, they're telling you something about yourself. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. not always the truth. It's through their lens. But there is some information there. If you're willing to open your eyes, it's very Mm -hmm. useful for your own growth. So for Billy, in in this example, he's learning to communicate more. And Mm -hmm. you want more communication. But that's not natural to him. But in this instance, he's learning to be better and better and better. Does it mean he'll reach that level that you need right now? Probably not. Will it? There's no guarantees. I'm telling you that right now. If anyone thinks there's a guarantee, you're lying to yourself. And if someone promises you, they're also lying to you. But the effort needs to be there. And the communication is, I'm getting better. And this is why I feel comfortable with that now. Can we keep adjusting? You know, maybe you need to adjust yourself. And for Billy, like, I want to explain this to most men. Communication is really key. For example, your argument with Billy, he Mm -hmm. used to close down. He needed space. Mm -hmm. That's fair. You need your space, oh, yeah, but communicate sure. that you need the space. You don't have right. to say, I'm going to be done in five days, but along the way, be like, I need more time. I'm sending you this text to tell you I need mm-hmm. more time. I need more space. When I talk to you, I get frustrated. 
So I don't want to say something I don't mean or I don't want to project my frustration. I just want to calm down. I just want to cool off and really think about this. And even the idea of I just want to veg out because I'm stressed. I need mm-hmm. the space to veg out because when I'm high stressed, I don't make good decisions. I don't say good things. And that's all communication. And that's also honestly also getting to know yourself. So yes, yeah. that's a key thing yeah. for all those men yeah. out there. I've had to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. And while we're speaking to all the men out there from a female perspective, mm. That will make a world of difference mm-hmm. because women just want to know that you're open to at least yes. trying. Yeah. Trying is the key because if you're not willing to try, well, then it's pretty much done. Yeah. Like we're not asking for perfection, but just that text of I'm thinking about it. I just need more time kind of lets us know where we stand too. And then as a loving partner, what you should do is respect your partner's boundaries Mm -hmm. and then it is what it is and then you'll fix it at whatever point in time that is one of the things why men don't do that is they don't communicate is because of what we said earlier the whole moment of i told you so because what ends up happening is the men have pride Mm. they have an ego yeah and they want to avoid that as much as possible okay but your partner should also if it's a real serious situation mm-hmm. your partner should not be hitting you with an i told you so yes. just throwing yeah. that out there yeah I, I mean that's the part of in a partnership it's not necessarily about told you so it's look we need to try to avoid this situation in the future so what are we learning from this because at the end of the day it doesn't feel good uh, for whatever scenario that's being played out mm-hmm. to have to account for the, we, we didn't account for these, these these things and now there's consequences to it so next time it's not about like i told you so it's next time honestly what should we do better? Because if we're not communicating yeah. that, then what's the point of all this? Do we just want to keep making the same mistakes? Yeah. And while we're addressing the masses, I will say for ladies too, I think it's really important that when your significant other does open up to you and talks to you about their feelings, mm-hmm. you need to create an environment where you're not judging what your partner is saying. You're not discrediting what your partner is saying. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, foster that environment for them to feel open to sharing how they're feeling mm-hmm. they're not gonna do it yeah men are like turtles you know they they go back into their shell real i quick. get it yeah. i totally get it especially when it's you know like you were saying like society is telling you that men have to suck it up men mm-hmm. can't have feelings about these things but it doesn't foster a healthy relationship mm-hmm. so you are a team yes and both partners have their own sets of weaknesses and as a partner it's your job to kind of step up in those weaknesses and help build those weaknesses into strengths. Yeah, for many, a lot of men, the biggest analogy is any guy that plays team sports is mm-hmm. you've probably played in a game of basketball or some other kind of game, football, soccer, whatever sport, is you see the guy that's out there playing for himself. Nobody likes mm-hmm. Nobody likes that guy. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> you can't be a solo show in a team sport. You have okay. to utilize I everybody. brought this analogy to Billy and he goes, okay, but for real, Mamba mentality. Well, How many tropes? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, the, that's, a, <laughs> that's actually a good counter, but you have to look at Kobe's career and I, I will counter Billy. It's Mamba mentality, but at some point, he had to use his teammates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got to a point, and if you follow Kobe's career, he was able to see it as a whole, the team as a whole. And yes, yeah, sometimes he would have to make that decision of like, you know what, this is best for the team now. But he only knew that by making those mistakes in the past to be like, mm-hmm. all right, when I was the one shooting 50 shots, did it win me these games? 
probably lost me more than it, it won at the end of the day maybe it won me some games but in the long run did i win the championship mm-hmm. that season no yeah because it's a team sport yeah i'm gonna hit him with that real quick <laughs> <laughs> call up billy right now let's let's bring him on <laughs> now that we're talking about getting through these arguments learning each other's language and really trying to sort through the pacing of your relationship you guys hit a good stride and you guys haven't argued for a while let's let's talk about some good things because it's great to live with your significant other. It is. Other. So it is. what are some good things that you have experienced with Billy just on a day-to-day? Could be something mundane even. Uh, I didn't realize is before we lived together, I kind of felt like we were always on borrowed time mm-hmm. because there was going to be a point where he would have to go back to his place mm-hmm. or I would have to go back to mine. So then when we are together, there was this and I don't know if I put this there. I actually don't know if he was feeling this, mm. but I would feel some sort of pressure to make that time worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that we live together, it just feels so much easier. Yeah. And we get to just enjoy our time together. Yeah. Which has been really, really great. And yeah, just picking up on all his little small mannerisms. <laughs> I've come to find, which I should have known this before, but I think his love language is food. <laughs> and I think... That's not that he, hard to figure out, man. I mean... Not all of us can be that smart. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he enjoys bringing home things that Mm. he knows that I really like or we'll go and get something that's really good together and then we can kind of share that experience together. And it's been really good, you know, as much as we're talking about arguments, but living together presents you opportunities to be grateful for your partner in a different way because you see all of the small things Mm. that they do for you or how they take you into consideration Mm. that, I just never picked up on before. Oh, that's actually such a great way to put it. <laughs> I wasn't ready for yeah. that answer. Yeah, that's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I wasn't expecting it. I was just like, oh, that's such a... You don't find small things to appreciate about Christine every day. No, I do. It's just I, Jack. when you articulate it, that's really the, the <laughs> essence of when you live with somebody. It really is. It's all the little things that add up, like you know, mm-hmm. cooking dinner together. And you get to this routine of what life is, and it's lovely. Mm-hmm. It's not about yeah. like, hey, let's go on this roller coaster ride and enjoy the crap out of it. It's like, hey, you know what? I can't wait to come back home and see this person's face and we can have dinner together and watch our favorite show. Mm-hmm. It's not about traveling to some exotic location. It's just the everyday life that becomes so precious that you really realize how someone becomes so intertwined with you. Your mm-hmm. everyday life, they're there. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And how naturally it all happens yeah. when you live together. Yeah, no, it nuts. just happens. Yeah. I mean, even the arguments, you, you learn how someone else argues and how they process emotion. And like what they prioritize. Mm-hmm. It's been a really cool learning experience. Mm. So for you, as we wind down this episode, this is kind of a whole new frontier for you. This is the next step. And it's only been three months and you've already learned so much about your relationship. I know. It's crazy. I really thought you <laughs> lived together for a year already. I mean, with the pandemic, it kind of felt that yeah. way. But honestly, living together and cohabitating and staying at your significant others is much different mm-hmm. than living together. And I, and I think for the, the purpose of this podcast, what kind of advice would you give somebody kind of on the steps of what does cohabitating mean they're feeling all that stress and all the anxiety of what's the next step in that relationship what would you tell a younger ashley (laughs) younger ashley as in three months ago (laughs) what a fetus (laughs) just baby ashley she didn't know anything three months ago (laughs) until like but it was like a tornado for you it really was like yeah so we have a little outline and you asked me this question i wrote some joke answers and i wrote some real answers hit us with them both (laughs) the joke answer okay 
get the full size measuring cup. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's drop the mic. The episode's done. That's all we need. The end. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but seriously, I think, you know, as scary as it was, because it really did feel us living together will be a make or break situation. We're either going to get through this or we're not. And I'm going to move back to SoCal. Mm-hmm. That was scary but for us you know in terms of advice I think only you will know when you're at that point that make or break point where you just need to know this answer before you fully dive into marriage I think that's an answer that you need Mm -hmm. only you will know when that is and I guess my second piece of advice is you are going to get into arguments but what's been really helpful for us and what we're working on is that when we get into arguments you need to argue and question and challenge with the goal of understanding where your partner's coming from. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be arguing and challenging in a way to prove your point Mm -hmm. or to make sure that you're heard because that's not going to solve anything. Mm, Yeah, very well said. And I'm going to tell a little story about how I moved in with Christine. Yes, please do. As hectic as your move in together was, ours was hectic, but in a different way. Like I, again, I quit my job when we started dating and I was trying to figure out stuff. So I was living in NorCal at the time. Mm-hmm. When I quit my job, I didn't have a place to live and I didn't want to move home. And we had just begun dating. Things were going well. So how, how just begun dating? Oh man, so dude. Am I, am I, you were like months yeah, in, yeah, we're like weren't three, you? Like, probably three months three in. Three months? Dude, is it three exactly months? three months? <laughs> you know, we're, we're on the same track, Ashley. Wow, when you know, you know. Yeah. I don't blame you. She's great. So of course, I said, you know what? I'll just hang out and stay over until I find my own place. But guess what? Nine years later, you trapped her I real trapped quick. Her. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you do it, gentlemen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now you might trap and you walk away. <laughs> and the lesson in that is it doesn't always have to be planned out. Mm-hmm. Things just happen. I, I know there's a lot of anxiety that goes into like making these big decisions. And at the end of the day, you're just learning stuff about yourself and learning stuff about your partner. Moving with someone, it's like, oh, is it too soon? Will we break up? That won't be the crux of why you break up if you move in too soon or you're too late. Because that just means you're not compatible. Because once you moved in, you figured out, okay, I can't live with this person. Right. So right. we put so much weight on what's the timing of how relationships should move? When should I kiss them first? When should we move in first? When should we do all these things? At the end of the day, if you're not compatible, you're not compatible. It'll just Mm -hmm. show up by itself. It's better to know that sooner than later, man. Time is precious. Exactly. And moving in together really gives you a lot of that really quickly. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you should give up right away. Sometimes you need to keep figuring things out. But even in that, you understand, can I really figure this thing out with this person? Because if it's Mm -hmm. driving you crazy two, three, four years down the line, then you're really getting a good sense if change is possible or compromise is possible. It's not even about this person not compromising enough. It's more like how you guys gel together isn't compatible. It's not about one person not doing enough. It's just not symbiotic. Yeah, and that's there's a huge difference between compromising and trying to change someone. Yes, yes. You cannot change people. Mm. They are who they are. And as much as you wouldn't want your partner to ask you to change who you are, mm-hmm. on the flip side, what gives you that right? Mm-hmm. So the two are very different. Yeah, when you want to change someone or somebody wants to change, it's about, again, the self-awareness where I actually want to improve these things because mm-hmm. I realize the utility when I improve it. And it's not just about my partner, it's across the board. For example, communication. Guys can be bad at communication. You can learn to communicate better for your partner, but you know what? Mm-hmm. The byproduct is you become better at communicating 
with your friends, with your family, everybody right. around you.、Mm-hmm. So, in the beginning, yes, it might be motivated by your girlfriend or by your significant other because they're literally there to tell you this is something that you might be lacking a little bit in.、Mm-hmm. But the overarching thing why you want to do it is because it's going to better your life across the board. So,、mm-hmm. it's not about I'm sacrificing this for her, I'm doing this for her. No, do it for yourself, bro. Do it、yeah. for yourself. And、yeah. the byproduct will be wow, you're going to be an amazing partner. You're going to be an amazing person. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I snuck in my relationship with Christine and we've been living together nine years and it has not been an easy road. So, just like you, three months, nine years. six months, one year in, we, there were all these little things that we had to figure out. And the thing is, when you start to really catch that flow of we can figure this out together, then yeah, you're going to have the arguments still, but. You kind of approach it as a team. You're like, you know what? It's okay. You need your space. I need my space. But we'll talk through it. It might take one week, two weeks, three weeks, six months. Yeah. But keep chipping away. Keep chipping away.、Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ashley, for joining no, us. Thank you for having me. I'll see you season four, episode I know, one. I know. What? You're not going to be、kidding. on season three again?、Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm penciling、I、you mean, in for another episode. And I'm just kidding. Call me. <laughs> I'm down. No, I'm, I'm really so honored for you to take part in this because. For most people that know you and you know, for people that follow you, you're pretty much off the grid for the most part. You really <laughs> are. Aside from occasional picture posts,、yeah. even as your friend, we don't, you know, sometimes <laughs> I text you and I get it like three, four days later, which is totally fine, but it's just, that's just how you are. No, I know. I'm the worst, and I'm the worst times 80 because I always say I'll try harder、mm-hmm. and I'll work on it, and then I don't. But I, I do、so. want to say that that's why I appreciate it. And I, I got a lot of messages actually when you recorded that first episode with me. Episode 15, by the way. You did? They were like, wow, I haven't heard from Ashley in so long. It was so nice. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad I could help out.、Oh、I will only be exclusively talking to you. So get ready. Well, for people that don't know, I made her sign an exclusive contract. So she, yes, she has yes, to s i g n Yes, I have a non compete.、Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ashley. You know what? I, I know you don't, want to pl- you don't need to plug any socials. So I do absolutely nothing. So, so you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to be really selfish. You plug yourself. Listen to this podcast for exclusive content from Ashley. It's the only <laughs> place you go. Can, you know, I'm going to feel, you heard it here feel first. so betrayed if I like one day hear you on another person podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. You hear me on Christine's? Oh, okay.、Uh, that's the only exception. <laughs> oh, I can do in the household? Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. As long as within the household, <laughs> we're good. We're good. All right, you can. Okay, I'll, I'll hit up Coco next. <laughs> so, yes, you can, you can. Thank you for being the first guest for season three. Woo, woo, woo. With that said, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Tunes. That helps a lot in growing this podcast. You can shoot me an email at writeinthefieldspod at gmail.com. You can follow this Instagram, writeinthefieldspodcast. I'll have a picture of Ashley for this episode. <laughs> so stay tuned to that. Thank you so much. I hope this episode finds you well. Bye bye.